What up, people? Welcome back to the Audio Theory Podcast with your host, Superfly, and my co-host, Danny. Day bar is open on the other end. What's good? Happy New Year, people! Happy New Year. Happy 2020. Um, That's crazy, crazy. bro. Just to even say that, especially as uh, someone who was born technically in the 80s. As well, bro. Yeah, we fucking seen four decades. Sheesh. Sheesh. Getting old. Sheesh. (laughs) Uh, Start calling each other old heads now. Nah, nah, nah. We're not there. I think like 40. Yeah, 40. 40 is like an old head. 40 is an old head, bro. Yeah. Well, I'm still listening to like Lil Nas X. I feel like if that's still my playlist, I still like. That's a good yeah, little, like, uh, radar. It was a holiday, bro. People haven't heard us since uh, since right before Christmas. So how was your Christmas? Yep. What did you get into? You get any dope gifts? You give any dope gifts? Uh, my Christmas was dope. Um, I usually keep it low-key because my family's in L.A. So sure. we just kind of stay home. Don't really travel too too much, especially because prices and stuff are pretty crazy. Um, in terms of dope gifts, um, nothing out of the ordinary. Um I kind of just gifted myself a, a brand new TV for um, my spot that I moved into, uh, which is oh, that was your Black Friday come up, right? Yeah, yeah. nice. So um, that was well worth it. I went to to Arizona for a few days with my girl, which is dope. Oh was yeah, freezing. It's your fucking happy thirtieth birthday, so everybody knows. Yeah, like, yeah. Hey, it was your birthday right yeah, before yeah. New Year's. Thank you, appreciate it. How was uh, that? It's it's kind of weird because I'm right in between Christmas and New Year's, so people. Some people forget or like if I do get a gift, it's 1.5 instead of two because <laughs> everyone's, you know, spending money on everybody. So right, you know, right. it's like, nigga, you, you gotta, can't get two gifts. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I might get a gift card and like a chocolate bar or some shit. Yeah. Um, but how was Sedona itself? Sedona was dope. It was it actually snowed. Not like um, while we were there, but there was snow on the ground. Like, okay in multiple places that we went to so what's the vibe there is it like is it like vineyards is it like what are you guys doing out there the vibe it's like straight desert it's kind of like palm springs imagine palm springs but less to do if that's even possible uh it was kind of boring actually really uh, yeah i'm not gonna lie so if like you a, like a hiking of, and shit it's dope yeah i was gonna ask you that's pretty much like a lot of hiking and just like yeah. talking and shit well, but it was so icy that we we kind of gave up halfway, like to the point where we're fucking crawling just to like do a basic ass hike. Really? We just gave up on that kind of drank and chilled in the hot tub and shit, which is was fine. You and wifey? Yeah, me and wifey. We met up with a couple of friends who happened to also be going there. It s- seems like the trend of my year, like when I ran into you in Austin. Yeah, it's like Austin. Yeah. So yeah, that, that happened. Like, bro, you were going out there. She's like, oh my God, I've always wanted to go there. I'm like, yo, I never even heard this place till Blair fucking yeah. mentioned it. <laughs> the reason why people want to go, I think, is because it, you know, that fucking like Microsoft wallpaper of like the colorful like um, canyons and shit. Yeah, that's what it, that's, I think. That's all yeah. there. Yeah. So I think people just Google that and like it added to their bucket list. Fair enough. Um, I think the dopest thing we did out there, which was in Scottsdale, which is a couple hours away from Sedona, was we we were in the hotel. We you know how they have like a bunch of pamphlets and shit at the front for stuff to do. Yeah. Uh, I just came across this VR one. Apparently, it's like the only free roaming VR like video game spot. Um, so we signed up for this like zombie game, and we geared up with goggles and like these heavy ass backpacks, and it's like a, just a big ass room. But like when you put on the goggles, 
obviously looking around the room is like objects and like entryways and stuff so we were like like dumbasses just walking around fucking shooting uh invisible zombies for like a solid 40 minutes yeah like if someone was filming yeah i'd be like look at these morons yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we actually got to sit in on the the group before us nice um low-key we were we were nervous how realistic it was because the guy was like raise your hand if you've done this before and nobody in the group raised their hands we're all like probably 20 years old plus and he's like he's like yeah that's that might be a problem we have we've had some grown-ass adults like quit mid-game and say like i can't do this anymore like it's too much it's for just me fucking with their head i guess so i was kind of nervous like yo how realistic is this shit like is someone gonna actually bite me like when the zombie comes fucking <laughs> dude at the front desk just behind me like chewing on my neck and shit pause <laughs> um but it ended up just being like a kid's game so okay cool nothing nothing you should be worried about that's dope and what did you guys get into that, that were you were you there for new year's you were you back in la uh i was there for till new year so i came back on new year's eve okay so you parted up in, uh, in uh, la or you just like, did, like a house vibe uh house vibe just got drunk with the roomies uh and fucking ordered food that was basically it solid yep. solid uh, my christmas was dope uh low key uh got myself a dog so we'll post we'll post the dog right here uh, bro, this dog has taken over my life, fam. So I got like a, <laughs> he's a red-nosed pit bull. Dude, he's, uh, he's, he's legit like a rescue rescue. Like, yo, it's crazy. So, uh, my girl's cousin worked for like an extermination company uh-huh. and he was going to a house to like, to like tear it down, but like they have to fumigate the house first, like long story short. Um, and they heard something in the background and it was this dog like crying and they check and this fucking, this dog that I took in was chained to a fucking lawnmower and like left to die damn yeah dog so I was how long like, uh i mean we don't we don't know um yeah. i mean he's 15 pounds underweight when i got him like he's getting uh-huh. bones so we're like i hope he was only there for a little bit but you don't know how bad the fucking owners previous owners were um right. so he has like abandonment issues like anytime you leave the room this motherfucker is just like in tears like I'm walking like I'm like a hundred feet away from my apartment. I can still fucking hear him. I'm like, damn. damn. Um, but yeah, dude. So I got myself a dog, trying to be a good human being, all that good shit. Um, so Christmas was dope. Then I, I stayed. I stayed locally in Florida, and then I went home for New Year's Eve. That was super dope. Uh, girlfriend met the family. That was cool. My mom flew in from India. Um, normal family drama when you're together for four or five days. Um, but we did it. It was cool. I'm, I'm from New York. Everybody knows that. But I did a bunch of touristy shit that I probably would never do unless I was with my girl. So that was cool. Like, uh, I saw that fucking, like, you just ever seen the pictures of, like, uh, near, in the Hudson area, the vessel? It was like a fucking beehive. It's like this massive, like, it's pretty much like a sightseeing point. Um, massive view. Like, it's just stairs, bro. Like, stairs. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have. Like, an Instagram-worthy That's all it location. is. Like, the dude who built that shit was like, yeah, this could be the number one Instagram spot in all of New York. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but the view from the top is fucking sick. We actually went like late in the evening, like around six. So it was like right when the sun was setting. So like the sky was fucking perfect. So it was it was pretty dope, man. Like and the weather would do New York in January, fifty five degrees. Like can't be mad. About That's that. nice, dude. Yeah, I had like... my jacket open the whole time. Like I never felt like I'm freezing. Like yeah, shit was super legit. So yeah, dude, just got back and then. Dude, that first day back at work, what's today, Wednesday the 8th? Dude, on Monday, I was like, 
what do I even do here? Like, what do I, <laughs> <laughs> like, what's my job title again? Like, what the right. fuck do I do here? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, man, just getting back in the flow. Yo, you, because I know you like to work out and like be in shape, bro. How bad did the holidays do your overall like fitness level? Okay. I will say that this, this is the first holiday in a long time where I didn't wild out too much. Normally I'm like, like that meme you shared or whatever it was normally come thanksgiving that's like the fuck it point where yeah i'm just like, dominoes if i'm even slightly hungry like a whole pie to myself bro fucking... well i guess you also went to arizona so i guess you were like forced to walk around right yeah that the hiking and shit um that helped. definitely helped yeah because i was in new york but we i had a car so it was only one day we walked like nine miles the rest i was driving around Fam, I gained like 13 pounds, dog, from like November till now. And I, I, I weighed myself Monday. I'm like, yo, I, I feel sluggish. Like, clothes ain't really fitting the way they used to. Let me just check, like, what the <laughs> fuck is going on right now. Yo, I got that scale at work. I was like, all right, nigga, we got to get back together. Wait, bro. literally 13 pounds? Literally 13 pounds, fam. God damn. Like, from like literally like around Thanksgiving to... Uh, like January 6th, 13 pounds were gained, bro. Shit. Like, I was just like, what? I mean, I'm sure it was some of it's water weight, but whatever. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. the fact that like, the scale hit that number, I was like, all right, mm. I guess the thing was walling out too much. <laughs> but all, <laughs> all that fucking Popeye's chicken I was talking about. Right? Yeah. I know. I did see that on your stories like every a other lot. day. A lot, yeah. bro. Like a Sunday morning, then a Sunday night again. I was like, I this shit caught up to me for sure, bro. But yeah. it's all good. I mean, the good thing is anytime I, uh, uh, usually the weight I gain from the holidays, I can get rid of pretty quickly because it's like, you know, your body's not normally eating or consuming right. that kind of shit. Yeah. And do I do keto anyway. So I'm, I'm back on that shit. Um, yep. I'm not worried about it, dude. I fucking, I run. Uh, I actually just signed up for a Spartan race in April, so I'm excited about that. Nice. So, come April, your man's about to be in the best shape of his fucking life, so look out for those fucking thirst traps on my Instagram page. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I just got back into it literally like the second. Okay. I was like, I'll be, I'm not, I guess my goal every year is like, I can't be fat around uh, like spring and summer. Dude, my only goal is like, come like, pr I mean, obviously I live in Florida, so it's like, 10 months out of the year is beach season but uh -huh. like literally my only goal like, yo i never want to be ripped bro. that's never been my goal in life but just like come beach season a nigga feel comfortable you know what i mean like yeah it's not like right, this dude right here has like 18 abs i'm just like let me keep my shirt on like you know what i mean i just want to be like all right we're good you know what i mean i'm yeah. not i'm not flexing but you know i'm not also embarrassed like we're good we you know so yeah. that's pretty Great. much the only goal so Come uh, come March, I think we'll, we'll be both we'll both be fine. Yep. All right, bro. So, to, uh, what's the name of the episode we're gonna do? Um, so this episode is called uh, "2020 Vision." Obvious reasons we're in 2020 now. Uh, just gonna get into, I guess, you know, hip hop and you know the the previous decade, how we feel about it, um, the upcoming decade, and what we expect from it, and just. All the stuff that's been been going on recently as well. So I, I think the biggest conversation recently has been around the the whole Drake, Rap Radar uh, interview. Yeah, that, that thought was dropped, really dope. That dropped right before the new year. Yep. I listened to it kind of in the background. Uh, I think a week ago, um, and it was 
I think after watching it, like I really admired the dude. He seems super down to earth. Dude, I don't know if he fabricated and the nigga spoke about everything. Yeah, everything. He kind of dodged. I don't actually. I don't know about dodge, but like he seemed really insecure about the whole Pusha T stuff. You think so? I think you could tell it still bothers him for whatever reason. I mean, for obvious reasons, but you could tell that part of him still, even if he thinks Pusha T only won because he revealed the baby, I think he's still salty about it. Yeah, maybe. I think I, I, the way I read that one was first, I thought it was cool that he was like, bro, this guy's not who the fuck you think he is. That was that was cool. Like, that was, that was like, yeah, that was a cool. Uh, yeah, like he's like, bro, like yeah, I'm not dissing him anymore, but I'm not listening to him either, bro. Like, there's no way. Like, he's I don't believe anything the fuck he's saying. Which, I mean, if you think about it, kind of makes sense. Like, like I don't know if Pusha T still does, he does does like push weight like that, but it is like literally every song. It's like, all right, bro, like, yeah. you're not yeah. doing that right now. Like, you're a fucking millionaire. You work for Adidas. Like, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that that was gonna be like his comeback disc if he had one was like trying to oh like they destroy his character yeah destroy his character and just make him seem like a phony basically yeah i think the biggest thing that i took away from the push a t part of that interview was that he generally what he i think he agrees he took the loss like that was cool because most rappers be like nah you know yeah i just took it that way and i didn't want to come on whatever like i think he generally admits that which is dope and then the fact that he was generally pissed off that Pusha crossed that line about um, his uh, engineer, mm-hmm. uh, Forty, right? Forty is an engineer. Yeah, yeah. That and I, which, dude, yeah. Like, if, God forbid, someone fucking like, if I was sick and like someone wished death upon me, like you fucking probably feel some way like they were coming at you, yeah. right? So like, th- I took more of that like of that point of the interview as more like annoyance. It's like, bro, how? How the fuck are you gonna cross that line, bro? Like, is this motherfucker just does the fucking knobs on the fucking and you're like talking about him dying? Well, like, what are you doing? I mean, do you think he crossed the line? Because, I mean, like, how, when, when do you? I under, I get he would want to stop rapping after that if it bothers him that much, but I feel like it's really hard to establish lines in rap when you have rappers joking about rape and shit. Yeah, dude, and like think about it. If you go back to probably the most like illest diss track of all time, hit him up, um, Pac and Biggie. But when yep. Pac went in Mob Deep, he was like, "Ain't one of y'all got sickle cell or some shit?" Yeah. Each other. Yep. He says so, he's gonna fuck around and die. Yeah. So I guess there's no rules to it, but I can get why that offended Drake the most, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm just saying I get why that. Yeah. Like pissed them off the most. Yeah. Also, I don't think Pusha, when I, I listened to it again, I don't think he was saying he um, wanted him to to die. It just sounded like he was pointing it out, like yeah, pointing it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he was. Yeah, your man's it out. Just, like your boy is has, six six six. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, it was clever. Yeah. Like I laughed. Um, but he also made it funny as fuck, uh, Drake, when he was like, "All right, bro, Bravo, you pointed out I'm a fucking deadbeat father." Like you know, like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but what's crazy, I was talking to my boys about this, um, is, like, when his son watches that video, if ever, like, 15 years from now, like, if that was my dad, I'd be like, really, nigga, you gotta tell him, like, you weren't even sure if I was your son or not? Like, you gotta... Yeah. You gotta share all that information? Right. Like, yeah. That, that makes would... the baby mother come off some kind of, some kind of way. For sure. And he... 
I think Joe Budden even said that they, or did he mention? No, it was, yeah, it was Joe Budden mentioned that they were trying to like clean his girl up before the like Adidas press run or whatever. Oh, like really? make her more present make her more presentable i guess she might have been like known around and that's why drake might have been like yo i don't know if this is mine yeah maybe maybe uh, dude uh i mean i get it bro like you're a fucking celebrity you, you pop off with one girl literally and then they say you're pregnant you can't be like you yeah you can't be for sure i must like i would do the same thing if i was not too but I, I don't know if i would reveal that you know to the public yeah. And then, like, my son listens to this in 15 years, like, yo, why you call my mom a fucking, like, jump off? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think at the end of the day, he's pissed because he got all this, like, insider information. And, like, Drake can't compete with that because he's not going to get any insider information on Pusha. Yeah. At least I don't um, think he has any. Yeah. But I thought it was cool. Like, the Meek Mill shit was dope. The way he name dropped so like effortlessly, that's like when you know niggas are just like so big, bro. Like yeah. he was like, Yeah, you know, when I was dating Serena Williams, she told me this. I was like, that's like that's a casual cover. Like you mm-hmm. can't just casually bring that yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, casually bringing her up, J Lo, which that he J-Lo? dodged that shit. Yeah, he dodged that one. I think he's probably cool with like Irada was like, nah, that's my nigga. I can't I can't yeah. talk about at least fashion J Lo like twice or some shit. Yeah. But the shit with uh the thing with Meek Mill was cool because he was like, bro, we were boys and then i guess it was cool because meek mill already had an interview where he admitted that he did like a bunch of drugs and had no idea what the fuck was going on so because otherwise it'd have been like drake what are you saying but we already heard that first so this one wasn't you know too weird um so yeah i think like like most of the audience when that was like what 2014 like when meek came at him we were like yo ain't y'all boys like he's like on three songs like where the fuck is this coming from um and then it was cool how it was fucking Serena Williams who told him, like, yo, end this shit. And, like, this motherfucker went super in on that fucking back-to-back uh, uh-huh. uh, verse. I just find it weird that that's all it took for Meek to... Maybe he was tweaking, and it was a combination of he overreacted, because that seems like a big... Like, you're just going to go at the top rapper because he missed the show or was being a Why little flaky. Drake, was Drake the top dog in 2014? Not top dog, but he was... Like top he five. wasn't just like anybody you're yeah, gonna like wasn't just ruin anybody. a relationship he wasn't with. just anybody he was the up-and-coming star yeah for the past, like yeah you know because yeah going into 20 the 2010s he was that up-and-coming motherfucker for sure mm-hmm. um but dude i really think i mean again this is me fucking judging from afar afar but i really think the meek thing had to do a with drugs but then the drugs probably like almost like with alcohol like it reveals certain insecurities I'm yeah. sure the way him and like the way Drake and Nicki were so close during that time never really rubbed Meek the right way. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like we could be boys, but then once I like once I think you kind of smashed my girl in the past, like, yeah, it's gonna lead to some awkward tension in the room, right? So, right. Like this bitch is like on her phone laughing at Drake text. This nigga's like, the fuck's so funny? Yeah. Like, or, like sitting on her lap, like sitting on his lap or some shit. Like, yeah, like what the fuck? Yeah. So that was the what other parts stood out to you about the uh, the interview? Um, I always was curious about the Trippy Red God's Plan situation. Bro, it sounds like Trippy Red just fucking missed a lotto ticket. I heard about it, but I never knew the truth because Trippy Red basically, or everyone, the rumor was that Trippy Red's DJ or some shit played the song earlier than Drake's camp wanted to wanted them to. So that they just, out of revenge, took Trippy off. But it sounds like Trippy just 
was unlucky as fuck and missed out on millions. Facts, bro. Because that, I mean, I, I wouldn't say... Nah, dude, I mean, think, again, the whole release to the world was different, though, right? Because this nigga, yeah. Drake, dropped God's Plan, and then literally the next day dropped probably, like, the dopest video of the year in 2019 or 2018 with, like, him, like, just giving people money. Like, hey, they gave me a million dollars for the fucking video, but I'm just going to give everybody money at this grocery store. Like, so I don't know if Trippy could have done that, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. again, the song is God's Plan. Like, it's about him doing good in the world. Like, Drake looks like a fucking normal human being you'll bump into in the street. Like, I don't know if that comes across the same way with a fucking 19-year-old with fucking... Oh, yeah. De- ...demon grills and uh, tattoos all over his face and pale. Like, you know what I mean? It just doesn't... So... Yeah. That look like a gimmick, for sure. That. Yeah, it, it would, I, I, I just don't think, like, the, the audience would have, like, interpreted the same way. You know what I mean? So... Yeah. But yeah, that was fucking crazy. And like, it was cool that he like broke down all his albums the way he did too. Mm-hmm. Like he admitted like, yeah, I was in my feelings about Scorpion. And like I wanted to be an R&B side, a hip hop side. And, and he like, but then he admitted like, man, yeah, it was, it was probably too many songs. So, yeah. but even in that, this motherfucker still had like fucking nine bangers on that fucking album. So it's like, yeah, just, just hits upon hits. Um, and it was crazy that he's already like, one would think, yo, you have enough hits to fucking just tour for like ten the next ten years. But he's like, I, I need, I'm waiting for the next big one. Yeah, like he's just on it every year, and maybe Speaking that's why he never stops. One, possibly, they were him and Future with teasing at a what a time, what a time yeah. to be alive part two. That's gonna slap for sure. I can't wait. Yeah, I think Future needs that more than he does though. Yeah, oh, I really definitely. don't think Future's been bumping. I don't think we've been bumping Future like that. No. Like, He's super lukewarm right now. Again, not for a while, because like in hip hop, this is the fucking problem with us. Is like, what have you done for me lately? Kind of culture. Cause mm-hmm. I just saw Future live, and the motherfucker hit like, like you said, he has a catalog to fucking tour for the next decade, yeah. no problem. People will lose their minds. But yeah, as far as like the the millennial fucking internet culture of like, yeah, what have you dropped in the last six weeks? Yeah, he hasn't yeah. had like a banger in the last like, I would say year. You know what I mean? Yeah. That Juice World joint album didn't do shit, and then, nope. and then the last one he dropped was kind of like I don't know what Bobby was on. So, yeah, I think definitely. Again, I, I hope it's big, but I think Future definitely needs that way more than Drake does right now. For sure. And like, I think at one point they also brought up the fact that he wasn't, he wasn't like a Kendrick or J Cole where he he's, goes on a hiatus for like Dude, a year that was, or two. I that was the only part. That was probably not the only part. That was probably one of the. Mo- uh, points in the video that I was dying laughing. Like he's uh-huh. like, bro, I don't be going, I don't make music and go home to my family, bro. Yeah, he's like, I'm, I'm, I'm really in, in the this. streets, dog. Yeah. Like I'm out here. <laughs> I, I was trying to visualize what he was trying to say that he like couldn't or what. Like, is this dude just posted up in the hot tub with like forty bitches on a Tuesday or like? I really think it is. Like, I really think like him in the club just like being inspired. Like, he's like, bro, like I'm out here, like. I'm buying planes and like traveling everywhere to fuck bitches. Like that's like, <laughs> which is dope because he, he, it must be like a research project for him because he he said that he's like, hasn't been tainted by the industry. He doesn't do drugs, none of that. So for someone to be, in that, most of the rappers who don't do drugs or like don't want to be a part of that stay home with their stay home wife with and kids and kids. dog yeah. and shit. But Drake seems like he's out there just fucking taking notes. Take it, yeah, exactly, dude. At the club, just like, oh yeah, so 
this line didn't work today. Like, let me. Yo, yeah, that's crazy. That that was hysterical to me. But like, yeah, like he's the fucking man, dude. Like it's just ten years of just fucking dominance. Um, the shit with Kanye was always great to listen to now from his perspective. Cause I think we've been hearing Kanye's more so for the past five months. So like Kanye saying, like, I've been reaching out to him, he's not like wanting to talk to me. But dude, I I didn't I had after that interview, I had to go listen to Sicko Mode and like read the lyrics. Same. Like, damn, bro, that's amazing. That's amazing. I never knew about that. Like I knew I the thing the, about like checks over stripes, like that was obvious. But uh-huh. the shit about like I made a left it, like that shit, yep. like him talking about going and like going to the. I was like, damn, this nigga went in. It sounds when you read the lyrics, it sounds like out of his character, because it sounds like he's literally trying to murder somebody. Yeah. And clearly, he's not gonna do that to Kanye, but I mean. Maybe he but just like wanted it, to it showcase how serious he was. It fucking yeah. slapped. Like, it, like yeah. it was out of his... Like, that's what I'm saying. He's, like, the only one... I guess not, maybe not the only one, but, like, out of these raptor, rappers, sorry, that, like, can get out of character, per se, but, like, it still sounds so fucking believable. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I believe that shit. Like, for those three minutes, I was like, yo, he might pull up on you. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, like... Fucking had too much wine and wanted to slap the shit out of Kanye Just on his way home or something. Kanye, bro. Like, but yo, that that verse was fucking like I was like, oh shit, was it? I fucking pause this shit. I'm like, this is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that verse. That's probably my favorite uh, verse or part of the whole song. Oh, he made that song. He made that song. Like, again, Which is the- funny. They mentioned that he wasn't. Uh, he would have had the record of whatever, of how many ones. weeks? Yeah, yeah. Most of them, if he was given credit and he's like how the fuck did i not get credit for that like, yeah, like literally like one of his biggest songs the whole year i think it was nominated for a grammy for the song like i mean talk like that was weird but again it's probably just someone on like uh travis's fucking camp it was like whatever the contracts yeah. but what are the what, are, what else stood out to me bro like um it was cool that he acknowledged all the beefs he's had though in the industry like damn like i I forgot about the shit with Diddy. Like apparently, like, Diddy like fucking knocked his ass out. Like when uh, when Drake was up and coming. And now they're all boys and shit, which is cool. I don't remember that part. What 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 did he exactly say was what happened between them? So they didn't go into they. So the guys the guys from Rap Radar, which are fucking phenomenal. I don't I don't want to butcher their names, but the guys from Rap Radar, like they mentioned like the ten people he's had like beef with in the past like ten years, and they brought up Diddy. And I remember because that shit was like in. I think 2013, bro, that apparently at some party and like Diddy fucking like, I think this was like Drake probably feeding into the ego machine that is hip hop. And I think Diddy took it fucking the wrong way and just like snuffed the fuck out of him. Yeah. They're cool now. Like this thing is like at every Diddy party and Diddy's always at his party and shit. But yeah, it was cool. But dude, like it, 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 that's why I feel like Drake is always going to be real, like real, like easy for us to relate to. For like, especially like guys our age that like, we're fucking like we're like you know, he's three years apart for both of us so like mm-hmm. we kind of grew up together where it's like it'll be so relatable for us for, like the next 20 years oh yeah it's the fact that like bro like yeah like if i have beef for like, a bunch of like i don't want to constantly be looking over my shoulder everywhere i go so like, yeah i'm just gonna squash all these fucking beefs like which makes sense why you know him and chris brown fucking resol- resolve their shit oh, yeah it's like bro like what's the point of us fighting like Neither of us are with this bitch anymore. Like, who cares? <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it makes a whole lot of sense when you think about it. Cause 
I guess beef looks cool on the surface, but then it's like everywhere you're touring, you got to check if that motherfucker is performing every nightclub. So Drake must really be out there if he's if the beef is uh, preventing him from fucking living his daily life. Because if he was someone who's kicking it at home all day, he he wouldn't give a fuck. Yeah, probably like, like again, I love Fifty, but like probably like, that's why it's probably easy for Fifty said to fucking troll everyone because he's not yeah. out there. Like he's like, bro, I'm fucking making TV shows. I don't have time to be out there. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll go online real quick and be like, Fresh Montana, broke bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, I I can't tell sometimes if he's being serious or not. Like, cause it 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 starts off as like some high school level shit. Like he'll yeah, tease dude. somebody, and another person kind of teases, it, and then it. it escalates to some like Dude, fucking... that's how it was back in the day right. not to go off topic but it's like yo I, I can make fun of you but d- i dare you to fucking come back i will right. fucking ruin <laughs> your life because <laughs> like yo he was remember like we go back he was poking ja rule for like a couple songs yeah and then ja finally responded and then this nigga came back with eminem snoop dogg buster ron uh, it's like Whoa, everybody <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably why Drake didn't respond. Ink again, bro. Oh, that's amazing. But uh, yeah, well, I mean, I guess that's pretty much it as far as stand-ups from that Drake interview. Um, and I pretty much agree with all of them in the room where, like, uh, I thought Take Care. No, I thought uh, Nothing, nothing Was, was the, same. the Same was uh, his best album. I still have trouble uh, trying to decide which one's my favorite. Um, even when I go back, there's a lot of songs that I forget were even on the album or were released. Um, but yeah, I think Take Care and Nothing Was the Same are definitely up there for my top two. I didn't really like Thank Dude, You. Top three for me is Nothing Was the Same. If you're reading this, uh, oh, oh, Too Late. I almost forgot. That one's that's my number, favorite one. That's number two for me. And then I think, yeah, Take Care is number three. And that that's my top three Drake albums. And what's crazy, his like, oh no, I guess I, I'll include his mixtape. I'll, I'll put so far gone on like top four, like, cause that was just a fucking classic. Um, but I agree with, I really think Thank Me Later, his debut album was his worst album. Yeah. It was just Which is too, crazy. Like, cause usually you come back from like a, if your first album's not what it needs to be, like, usually don't fucking come back from that. And the fact, that album has led to him being the number one artist in the fucking world for a decade. It's crazy, but I love his. That's why his interview is so dope, bro. Because I feel, first of all, he doesn't really do interviews, so we never really hear his point of view besides his music. So the fact we got fucking two and a half hours of fucking Drake content was mind blowing to me. Like when I saw like the line on YouTube, I was like, oh shit, this is gonna be a this is gonna be yeah. fire, bro. Like two yeah. hours of this shit, but. It makes sense, bro. Like, the way he explained why Take Care was, like, a flop. The shit probably sold, like, a gazillion records anyway. But he's like, bro, I fucking believe into my own hype. I fucking wanted to have every big artist on the album just to say, yeah, I got Jay-Z, I got Jeezy, I got Alicia Keys. And it's like, it no longer became my album. So, yeah, uh, I mean, he may be lying, but it sounded fucking, like, it all made, like, theoretical sense. So that's yeah. why I thought that was super, like, super intimate of him being vulnerable and shit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, the good thing is all his projects have, like, a, a different mood. The reason why I like If You're Reading This Is Too Late is I feel like I don't recall what album or project came right before that, but I feel like that one was when, like, he was on his, like, boss shit, super, like, 666 yeah, dude and, like, fuck so- everyone sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah, I think Take Care was before. 
Take Care dropped before that. So I think it was Take Care, If You Read This Is Too Late, and then he dropped fucking out of nowhere, What a Time to Be Alive. Yep. And I was like, whoop, this nigga's about to take over the rest of the fucking decade. Yeah, that's, that was like the <laughs> the point of no return. Yeah, dude, once I heard Jumpman, Jumpman, I was like, holy shit. Uh-huh. It's a rap for everybody. <laughs> it's a fucking rap for everybody. Uh, all right, so that was the top. That was a cool moment looking back at 2019, trying to probably, um, you know, understand the biggest artists of the decade. What are your? Uh, obviously, you can't go forward without looking back. So, what were some yeah. top moments? Um, you know, hip hop culturally, you know, in the 2010s for you. I mean, just looking back, it's hard not to think about Drake still because he fucking ran shit the whole time and like influence i feel like a lot of the artists is old or young uh, yeah, throughout that entire time period it's crazy to think an artist would fucking just dominate like that uh the whole time um in terms of like actual moments um i think it was just crazy to see the progression of rap and now like every damn new artist is like 16 years old yeah crazy Whereas before it was i feel like for a minute like towards the early 2010s it was kind of like 30 year olds uh yeah 30 year olds like chinks and and dudes like that fucking running it hip-hop was still or new york hip-hop was still like pretty big i think french montana at that time was like a big thing yeah uh, towards the early 2010s and then like somewhere in the middle it became like the the more quote unquote like uh mumble rap type shit. Yeah. Um I think the ascension of J. Cole and Kendrick were really probably the two uh things that come to mind that I really liked. Kendrick especially because I had seen him at a tiny ass show at the House of Blues uh in LA I think two thousand two thousand nine or ten. I think two thousand ten. Or maybe even 2011 but i'm pretty sure there was only like 200 people there uh his section 80 mixtape had been gaining popularity so like pretty much if you were from the west coast like you kind of cared uh the rest of the world i don't know if they really knew but um i was super excited to see him and then now he's fucking nowhere to be found because he's so fucking famous he's so famous Uh, bro he's so famous yeah i think that's pretty wild to see an artist like that achieve uh legendary status in like just 10 years that's the crazy thing that's that's kind of like where i get like excited as well for like our own situations like both for this podcast and our own like dude imagine where we're gonna be like in fucking five years from now let alone fucking like 10 you know yeah. what i mean like shit can really yes obviously we're fucking everyone's working towards something but i guarantee you drake can look back and know exactly what happened 10 years ago right because the shit was like not that long ago like i remember in 2010 exactly what the fuck was going on in my life and if you told me from that i'd be where i am right now and all this shit that happened in between there's no way yeah. i fucking believe you so that's exciting and also probably fucking like terrifying as well right so yeah i definitely feel you on that yeah i, I that the uh, the ascension of kendrick was definitely crazy um i guess what also was cool was like the way in, in the tens that j cole fucking reached his legendary status with like mm. never ever really being like a mainstream artist but having absolute mainstream appeal you know yeah. what I mean? like 
even like your like I just know this is like, uh, she spoke about it when I was in school with her. But like your girl, like your girl loves J Cole, right? And you wouldn't mm-hmm. think like I know she's not listening to every fucking like song and like diving down through lyrics. Yeah, and he's a fucking lyrical rapper. So the yeah. way that he was able to, that's what's crazy to me because like all right, the Kendrick stuff makes sense because Kendrick's like a different level kind of rapper. So like there's no way you can't like that, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And then Drake makes sense because like Drake had fucking hits like yeah, GDO. Like, you can't turn on the radio anywhere in the last 10 years and not hear a Drake song in the next, like, 10 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's going to happen. Dude, J. Cole didn't really have, like, those hits. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, radio hits. Like, obviously, shit that we love, we know. But, yeah. like, and, like, the fact that he was able to have such mass appeal without ever having, like, a fucking song or anything that really, like, took over the world for any set amount of time is like amazing bro like this motherfucker was top 50 in forbes or some shit like uh, last year like that's fucking wild like that's it pretty crazy. crazy to look back at like those three guys ascension and like how they I, they all kind of took their own route but all pretty much like on the mountain rush more of like yeah 2010s like hip-hop right i don't know if i could speak for kendrick's ascension but i think at least what i remember from j cole when he first had a what was it warm up the warm up or whatever his mixtape and comeback comeback right, some like, shit like that even before that like one of his first two mixtapes okay. i think it was called uh the warm up but a lot of his songs i think appeal to girls and it kind of goes hand in hand with uh drake said something about wanting to make music for women instead of like bummy ass dudes yeah he's um, like i'll, I'll diss me for that <laughs> yeah so I think like the female fan base, like once you've solidified that, like you're good no matter what. And I think J. Cole, that that's how he could remain conscious, but still keep the women is he had a lot of like songs about dating and fucking being a player and shit. Yeah, and no, I like think, that song with Drake hit in the morning. Every girl oh, knew that shit. song. Yeah. That was like yeah, every girl knew that song. That was the the mood for at least a couple years and people yeah, just and say that shit all the time knew that fucking song bro so i'm sure yeah. a lot of people started fucking in the morning after that song yeah um <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that was dope and dude honestly i would say what another fucking thing that stood out to me is the do i remember it was like 20 i want to say 2014 the first time i heard the rich homie kwan and young thug song and i was like bro who the fuck is Young Thug and what is he saying? You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you would have told me, fast forward six years oh, yeah. later, this motherfucker is like, dude, he's a musical genius, bro. Like, what? You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. that is crazy to me. Like, that is a, like obviously a testament to someone who's just fucking talented. And like, that's why you should never like probably like never judge a CD or album or a song off like one listen. Like, give that shit multiple fucking spins. Like, yeah, bro. The way Young Thug has been embraced by everyone, and rightly so, but like the quality of music he's put out over the past six years, I would have never thought if you told me in 2014 the guy singing that song like, din, 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 din. like uh, yeah, what? just like completely off uh, off tune or whatever. Yeah, yeah, you're telling me that's Messed gonna be the guy. Him. Yeah, I remember listening to him kind of like as a joke. You know how like some shit you feel like it's so bad that you end up kind of liking it yeah because it's just like trolling us and like yeah. you have, i bet you gonna like this shit you dumb motherfuckers like <laughs> yeah and then eventually you're like oh shit this is it, it keeps your it piques your interest and then 
he starts releasing shit where you can understand him and he is like in tune with the beat and then you're like oh shit he's he just is a versatile artist that does yeah dude when he i i fell in love with him properly 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 in 2017 when he dropped that country album bro uh thugga thugga girls um and he was like under his alter ego jeffrey the like jeffrey the entire time i was like bro damn like whatever this nigga's putting out i'm buying it bro or streaming because i don't don't yeah (laughs) (laughs) but he uh i think at a certain point right people were trying to claim that he was a Lil wayne wannabe or like clone or something like that yeah i think so and also because he was he was also signed to to birdman so i probably had a lot to do with it but yeah, Young Thug is definitely a, a huge standout to me for uh, for twenty for the twenty tens, and then obviously Travis Scott. I mean, that that picture of him, that video of him performing in a fucking uh, parking lot in front of like twenty people. Yeah. With, with no auto tune, sounding very different, but still having super energy. And then five years later, he's like literally the biggest. I think. I mean, I guess with him and Drake is very close. You know who won last year, but he's definitely in the conversation, bro. I think. 2018 was that nigga's year. Like he was the guy. Like I think Astro World was also a better album than Scorpion. Oh, Astro World was amazing. Yeah. So, yeah, I think uh, yeah, the fact that Travis is where he's at again, pretty much dom not dominating, but five years ago to where he's at now, I'm like holy shit. Like that shit. Like again, like you like to think like when someone drops, you can envision it. Like yo, this thing is gonna be a fucking song. Like when I heard Drake for the first time. Obviously, I don't think anyone could predict this, but like when I heard "So Far Gone" mixtape, I was like, "What the fuck is this? Is different? Like, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, this is really different." The same exact feeling I had. Um, I was a junior in college, I so 2010, and I downloaded without knowing anything about anything at all about this artist. I downloaded Kid Cudi's first album, uh, "Man on the Moon." And I literally mm-hmm. ran to my room, my ran to my roommate Billy at the time, like, get the fuck over here, listen to this shit. Like, it's just different, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. At no point when I first heard Travis five years ago, I'm like, all right, it's just another fucking rapper. Like, he's like, you know, he's cool. Like, when I heard his first, like, um, Antidote, like, Antidote, don't you yeah. open up? Like, that was a dope song. Yeah. But, like, but you would have never seen, foreseen, right. like, fucking just skyrocketing right. to the top that's what I'm saying. like Travis. that song never made me go check out all his shit Mm-mm. i was like, that's cool yeah i mean that's you know good for you you have a hit but then when he dropped uh birds in the trap sing uh brian McNeil, whatever that that, that album uh-huh. it was like whoa whoa like no because we saw him live for that album uh, yeah that yeah. shit yeah. uh that was like holy shit now we're talking about like a, a like he went from us another rapper it's like an artist you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I feel like there was a lot of guys, surprisingly, went from rapper to fucking artist, which yep. is cool. Yeah, I think Goosebumps was, when I heard that song is when I was like, okay, I need to, I need to listen to everything I else. To, I need to listen, exactly. Yeah, I agree yeah. with you 1,000. When I heard Goosebumps, I'm like, okay, this guy's special. Because yeah. the way he was doing shit it, with beats, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. This is not, like, this guy's like, properly controlling all his music as opposed to just being another artist who just hops on a fucking song and hopefully his voice works with the beat like he's very much in control of like everything the way it's sounding because mm-hmm. there was a lot of songs on that on that goosebumps album where it was very kanye inspired you know what i mean like the changing of the beat real quick and like 
three songs becoming one song like that was that was very impressive yeah for sure so he was a standout who else stood out for you in the 2010s 2010s um i'm trying to think uh it's weird because well i mean nikki of course i mean i wasn't really checking for her music like that but i think she's transformed from like a budding female artist to like a really disgruntled bitter superstar yeah the rise and fall <laughs> to say fall is aggressive but the rise and yeah. fall of that quote unquote was pretty quick yeah like if you think about it right because it all happened in that decade like yeah like she was the shit on that like i think she came a star on that monster song on uh and that came out in 2010 because mm -hmm. that was on the connie album like yeah. that that was her fucking moment it's like holy shit this female rapper had the best verse on a song that had jay-z kanye and rick ross like what yeah and then for her to become the shit and then just be, be it's just again the whole shit with her and cardi b is like bitch like why are you so bitter like just there's room for all y'all. There's like mm -hmm. a thousand dude male rappers. There can be three female rappers. Like right, yeah. Or just take a seat back and enjoy your money. Yeah. Um, and it, for whatever reason, like no female rappers ascended to the top until the past couple years. I mean, Cardi's obviously like on top and the, now, and but and the fact that it's not her. Really, I mean, if you would have told me in 2011 if she was going to be the top two female artists i'd probably say for sure and the fact it's cardi and megan the stallion mm -hmm. that's pretty crazy yeah well nikki buddy buddied up with megan so i guess she had to like form her yeah. alliance with somebody to take it's like super cloud chasing though yeah i thought yeah she ha she has to do it otherwise nobody's gonna like her facts like, you know, like be at least like one bitch you know what i mean yeah <laughs> uh Damn, yo, who do you would I, I feel like I know your vote. Who do you think was the most underrated artist of the 2010s? Most underrated? Huh. Um Let me just look at my phone real quick. But I think there's a lot. I guess the other way to phrase it is like like if you go back to like NBA terms, like the sixth man of the year. Like he's not a star. Yeah. But he's still like his he's it's not kids. It's not Tory Lanez if that's who you were thinking oh, I was Tory Lanez. <laughs> um shit. I actually I think it might be Ty Dollar Sign. Uh, yo, for sure. It has to be, bro. It has to, <laughs> has to, has to, has to yeah, be. Ty Dollar Sign. Six man of the year yeah. is Ty Dollar Sign, bro. Like I, oh. it has to be, bro. Like he's not the main guy. Like he doesn't start, but this nigga gets buckets, bro. Yeah. yeah. And think about it, yo, he's pretty much been around since like 2012. You know what I mean? Just consistent. He had a song and uh, it was called Superstar or Sports Car or some shit. Um, hold on, let me find it. But I remember hearing this song and I was like, oh shit, this song's dope. Who is this dude? And then like, I never heard anything from him. It was Ty Dolla Sign, of course. And then I guess he was just writing shit for people behind the scenes before yeah. he came back and then did the hook for yg's song um tooted and booted and then like i guess from there on he got like a more well, I, so <clears throat> was this song before or after so when i heard uh paranoid in 2014 
Was that before Tudin booted or after? That was after. And I think Paranoid was his like breakout single. That's the because that that dropped in 2014. That was the song that to me was like, yo, this shit is fire, bro. Yeah. Like I was like, first of all, this is like every cheating ass dude's fucking nightmare. So kudos to you for <laughs> making this a fucking hit. <laughs> right. Hey, so yeah, the song was called All Star with Kid Ink, I think in like 2011. Okay. Or 2012. And then somewhere along the lines to boot it, then Paranoid, and then of course the v- music video made it even doper. Doper, as you mentioned, everyone can fucking relate to it. Yep. Oh yeah, I forgot about that part. Dude, talk about the rise and fall of someone super quick. Jesus. Oh yeah, that was that was actually one of the more surprising things. Uh, at one point, Bob was basically like a Drake, on every fucking remix, um, making pop hits back to back, and he fucking. Dog, if it wasn't for him, Bruno Mars probably would never pop. Oh, for sure. That song was super dope. It was on yeah, the radio for like from four years. I think Dom made a top 100 to like, where the fuck is he? Mm-hmm. So that was, I mean, I think that was more the 2000s, but still like, that yeah. was quick, bro. Shit, that was super quick. All right, so let's, let's keep going with uh, NBA references. So we have six man of the year, Ty Dolla Sign. MVP, no question, fucking uh, Drake. Has to be Drake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, what's uh, most improved player so who do you think was it from 2010 to 2019 who was the most improved artist shit i'd probably have to say um i think tyga is one person that comes to mind i would say I best mean, I, back i would say most improved okay, but I feel like okay. he's like the same rapper that's true um, I think, yeah, he just has more of the spotlight. But, um... Maybe... Mac Miller? Damn, that's a good one. Mac Miller. Uh... Hmm. Yeah, definitely just like a, a definitely... Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, you've never told me the guy who came out with uh, Nikes on my feet would drop the Divine Feminine. That's a good one, bro. Yeah, I'll go with that. I'll go most improved yeah. Mac Miller. That's that's a really good one, yeah, because uh, that's definitely a very huge evolution of an artist as a as a whole. All yeah. right, so we got six man of the year, most improved NB. Uh, we got MVP. Who would you go with for? Damn, what's the other one to come back? So we have probably comeback player of the year of the decade. We'll go with Tiger. And there's one more fucking award that we usually give out. Oh, so like rookie. So going into the the 2010s, the 2020, sorry, who's the rookie of the year? Like who's that person still very, very early in their career, but it's going to fucking ascend to absolute stardom in the next decade? Rookie of the year. Um, rookie of the decade. Rookie of the decade. I might say... Shit, Tory Lanes. Stop with this shit, bro. <laughs> He's in everything. Bro. First of all, yo, did you see Actually, that shit where like uh, he posted on on Twitter? He's like, yo, I hate all these cocky niggas that cocky for no reason. And then Meek uh, was like, bro, you're the cockiest one. <laughs> I feel like he definitely was trolling with that shit. There's no way that was like oh just my him being God. completely oblivious to who he is already. 
I was like, Meek, destroy this motherfucker, please. Who do you think for uh, who's gonna run shit? Dude, what I what I hope, what I hope, 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 I really hope it's Boz from Dreamville. Uh-huh. But I feel like he does, he's not that, that like Dreamville is just not that kind of those kind of artists. You know what I mean? Like no. they're not gonna run ever run. I don't shit. think he's trying to run shit either. Right, right. They're just so well respected that they're gonna be around for a very, very long time. Mm-hmm. Dude, up and coming rookie of the year. Dude, I really hope this thing doesn't get fucking killed on some dumb shit, goes to jail forever. But I really I'm gonna go with baby, the baby. Like the baby? Yeah. Just like I can see him putting out quality music for the next five years. Yeah, and, I mean his buzz is pretty. If it's five crazy. more years, that means two more years already. Two years already, like that's a seven-year run. Yeah. Shit, that's fucking most most. That's more than most people could fucking even dream of. So. Yeah, yeah. If he keeps his like creative side up that got him his look in the first place, then I think he'll uh, definitely achieve like longevity and keep this up. Um, his buzz hasn't died yet, which is crazy. So it's just crazy, bro. And I think he's just finding new ways to stay relevant. And like, he's definitely figuring out ways to market to that Gen Z generation in a very cool way, you know, with the videos and the TikTok and all that shit. So yeah, yeah, I think he's, um, he's definitely going to be, I I think he's my rookie of the decade. Cause I don't, I don't, obviously we got to fucking remove Drake from every fucking category, but just someone to come that quick, have a buzz and just boom. I feel it was, if I look back to the entire decade, I feel like it's him, right? Because, again, we can say Drake just came in and took over, but not really because the motherfucker was like on every mixtape with Wheezy for, like, a four-year run before he dropped So Far Gone. Uh-huh. So you kind of knew of him. Like, yo, who the fuck is this actor, rapper? Like, who is that, right? It wasn't some, like, yeah. when this nigga dropped Suge, it's like, well, who, who the fuck? What? What? Like, what the fuck is yeah. this? <laughs> so... Um, and then, dude, I, honestly, I would say, which is crazy, because we go back to this whole thing, is this hip-hop or not? Dude, I would say in the second place for MVP would almost be fucking Post Malone, bro. But then it's like, is that... I think it is. Like, it still yeah. fucking falls into the culture. Right? He's all at fucking yeah. loud festivals and shit. Like, It's always was- weird trying to, like, insert him into the conversation, because he's not, like, spitting bars like that. Um, but he... I think I still would include him because so many people fucking discounted him in the beginning and like just never thought this kid was going to be shit. And he's yeah. damn near up there with Drake. Yeah, dude. Not not when, as an MC, but. No, 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 no but just terms. numbers yeah. and shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. When he dropped White Iverson, it was like, oh, this is cute, bro. But like, what's going on? Yeah, you're, you're white and you have braids. That, that's cool. That's, I mean, that's, what I, that's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. And then that album dropped and I was like holy shit like that shit was fire so when, i would say i switched yeah was, I uh, quick yeah no options i heard that uh so i was it was early morning and i remember this because i was on the way to visit my grandma in the hospital and my brother and i were driving over and he had no options bumping it was the first time i ever heard it i'm like who the fuck is this and he's like post malone and like Ever since that moment, I went back to listen to the album. Um, it was like I found gold that was fucking sitting yo, right in front of me. That's how I felt. I'm like, yo, I'm bumping this shit and no one else is, bro. Uh-huh. Like, I remember having that moment of like, ah, motherfuckers. Like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think the song for me was uh, 
fuck. Yo, the Whitney Houston song. And I was just like, bro, like, how the fuck are you so melodic and, like, going back and forth? You're kind of rapping, but you're not, and you're, you're hitting your fucking musical tone so well. I'm like, this is... And over, like, a, a fucking, like, hip-hop beat, I was like, bro, this guy's fucking... Yeah. level bro so yeah i would say second the mvp race in the 2010s again even though this motherfucker only came out like in 2016 um but still bro the impact that post had in that decade is wild bro did they ever explain why his album didn't like surge until like a year later or some shit um i dude the thing the thing is is that fallen the song that i fucking love that fucking oh. uh that once that became like a uh, like a I guess Billboard single, then wow. the rest of the album's fucking streaming numbers went through the fucking roof. Okay, damn, it's crazy what one song could do to like your entire career. Facts, bro. Because yeah, once people started seeing, and dude, I feel like that song only became an actual single once people started seeing footage of him performing it, mm -hmm. and you're like, holy shit, he can actually sing. It's not some crazy auto tune bullshit. Like, yeah. Because that was the thing. Remember when we saw him at Rolling Loud? Like, yo, they were having audio problems, bro. Like, remember, like, we couldn't even understand Travis Scott at all. Uh -huh. And then Post went on. is like, yep, I got this. Don't worry. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> all he needs is fucking his voice yeah, and, and a, a Bud guitar. Light. Like, he'll do, yeah, a Bud Light and a cigarette, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, so I would say, yeah, runner-up for MVP. Besides, we got MVP, most improved player, sixth man of the year, rookie of the, rookie of the decade. So yeah, I mean, it's pretty much all the major, major categories. I would say, now that I think about it, for the improvement, I would add Nipsey in there too. Um, I don't know if musically, I think he's always been pretty consistent, but I think just like as a figure, like 2010, no one really cared about him unless you were like from Cali and like just cared about West Coast rap. Right, right. Come fucking last year, uh, everyone knows about him, even if they don't they're not like deep in hip-hop like that so i agree with you it takes a lot of work in 10 years to go from like quote unquote nobody to a fucking Icon. like god in your industry 100 um all right so what is your bold prediction for the 2010s bold prediction prediction for 2010s like one uh, like one thing when we fucking do audio theory episode 15,000. Like, what's the one thing you're gonna be like, yo, this is what's definitely gonna change the world of hip hop or whatever in the 2010s? So I'll do, you mean 2020s? Yes, my bad, 2020s, yeah, yeah. So I'll say, I'll actually do two, one for this year and one for the whole decade. Okay. This year, I think Kendrick's gonna run shit. This is gonna be his year, I think. He's gonna That's come pretty back cool, with something. Bro, this thing has been super low key for a while. Yeah. So I think he's gonna run shit. Uh, versus like a Kendrick or Travis and then for the decade um I think uh we're gonna have essentially another Drake so to speak or Kendrick another legend I mean I guess that's not the boldest thing I mean 10 years I mean it pretty is bro cause these niggas still putting out music so I actually like that prediction well I guess well, yeah we'll have like another Mount Rushmore uh, person yeah, Mount Rushmore top five rapper combo type dude to make a make an appearance. I like that. I'm gonna go with that one. So I'm gonna agree with you on that one. I'm gonna steal that one. So yeah, I think we're gonna have another person mm -hmm. that's like gonna go down as far as like one of the greatest to ever do it. You know what I mean? And I don't think that person's out right now. 
that's my awesome. Yeah. Like, I don't think that person. Yeah, I don't think it's any. We don't know him. Right we don't know yeah. him or her right now. Yeah. Um, calm down, Me Too movement. Yeah, fucking with jumping. And then my second bold prediction. Uh, I guess I go with it. I'll do the same thing you did. So for twenty, the twenty twenties, I'll say yeah, we'll have another icon. And then for the twenty twenty, I'm gonna say that Young Thug is gonna run shit. This He'll year? drop another album mm-hmm. in twenty twenty, and absolutely fucking just be un- like unquestionable, like the number one hip hop person. Just like uh-huh. damn. Like, yo, if you want to have a fucking hit, you got to get Thug on the track. Yeah. And he's kind of been that guy for the past, like, four years anyway. But I feel like yeah, what he did on So Much Fun, that album, like, so effortlessly. Like, bro, legit. Like, I remember, like, the album dropped in, like, September. And, like, I had moments of, like, not depression, but, like, being sad. But I fucking put that album on. I'm like, yo, life is amazing, bro. Like, this is <laughs> So he, uh, it se- it sounds like he literally had so much fun making that album, bro. And then, dude, remember when we were at that uh, hookah lounge in uh, Austin? They kept playing like the entire album, like videos, like on loop. Yeah, oh, yeah. This is so happy. Like, look. Fuck, at I missed that place. By the way, <laughs> that bro. Side note, side note. So I was thinking about that place. Cause I went to, um, I went to a Dominican uh, nightclub in New York for my boy's birthday. Like when I was just there like last week, uh-huh. bro, it was kind of the vibe, but a little more scarier. Cause like in Austin, like, yeah, there were like some like OGs in there. Right. When like it got busy, but yeah. nothing was ever really going to pop off. You know what I mean? Right. It's just like, yo, everyone's mad chill, smoking hookah, like relaxing, watching YouTube videos. But bro, at this nightclub, yo, three security guards, male detectors, and like every like drug dealer in the Bronx slash Manhattan area. Like, <laughs> just like surrounding the bar, just waiting for shit to pop off. So it was like, I told my boy, like, yo, I'm, I'm gonna be here for an hour. I'm gonna buy you a couple shots and I'm getting the fuck out. And that's exactly what the fuck I did, bro. Cause I was like, bro, like I'm on vacation. I'm not really ready for this shit right now. Like, right. like you know what I mean? Like I'm with my I, mean, like, I want to go home, bro. It always, uh, intrigues me is like is it scarier or more comforting when there's like metal detectors and 40 security it's guards scarier, bro. it is scarier you're like why why do we need this level why of security this, for this place like, what happened yeah. before like why is there like what what happened last week that we, we didn't have this and now you're fucking like, <laughs> right. like it was a dome like, oh, you have like you pat me down security right, cool, i'm cool with that but damn like you need to get like fucking devices now like oof. i was like bro this is and then I had, to, I had to take my jacket off. I was really in a weird vibe because, like, yo, it's fucking 2020, and it was a cash-only bar. I was like, what? Oh, what the I'm fuck? Like, yeah, like, that shit doesn't make sense. Cash on me? Like, <laughs> what? So, like, I was fucking tight already, bro. So, and then I was like, yeah, bro. Like, That's how you know shady shit's going down. Yeah, bro. I'm like, yo, I don't want someone just to bump into me. Then I give them a fucking look, and they're like, yo, what are you going to do? And he has, like, 10 niggas with him. And I'm with my girl. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> I ain't trying to play tough in 2020, bro. Like, yo, I'm like, right. yo, R&B nigga right now. Like, yo, let's get the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's our bold predictions for uh, for 2020 and next year. Uh, what are a couple quick uh, things you want to bring up real quick before we get out of here? Oh, you excited for the? Uh, you're obviously excited for the Mac Miller um, 
album that was announced, Circles. Amazing, bro. Yeah, Mac Miller's new album. I think it's called uh, Pools. No, Circles. Circles. Oh, Circles. Yeah. yeah, Circles. Yeah. So I think it was the whole thing. It's like we're, he's. I guess the the idea. Like I guess the cool thing is that he's he was already working on this specific album before he died, which is like yeah. better than like usually like if you think of like other artists like they're just doing a bunch of music and then when if they die unfortunately then their managers kind of like just try to push put it all together yeah. so i guess as a fan like which both of us are obviously huge fans and people listen to this obviously know that it's good i feel like i'm excited because i feel like it's going to be a very cohesive album you know post post yeah Impact. yeah and like i mentioned to you i think it'll be like a guilt-free listen because a lot of times when artists pass, you never know if like they wanted the music to be released in the first place. Whereas in this case, his family explicitly said, you know, like he wanted the world to hear this. So you can, I think if anything, it'll be like you're kind of listening with him, not to sound corny as hell. Um, it'll just make it like that much more special, quote unquote. 100% bro. And it's like, what's crazy, man, like he literally dropped, like this is not like me fucking building up hype, like yo, swimming was a fucking classic bro so the fact that you drop that and they're doing interviews knowing very damn well you have a whole album ready to go like at the drop of a hat is also fucking wild like you know what i mean yeah. like here's what you drop you like you people like work up their entire life to drop like one fucking classic and the yeah. fact you could drop it and like yo i got like another one ready to go that's that's yeah. pretty fucking crazy yeah um so that so comes out when next friday next friday yeah January 17th. Yeah, next Friday. Yeah. So nice. yeah, midnight. I'm downloading that shit on Thursday and then all fucking all weekend, bro. I might I might even do what you do. We might just fucking call it a work and do like a live stream on audio theory uh on Instagram. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thoughts. <laughs> um and then on a funnier note, bro, I think the funniest shit I've seen in a while, I know you've been off the gram, but I had to put you on, was uh Tom Hanks' son at the Golden Globes. With the, uh, oh, with the Jamaican, Jamaican accent. accent? Yeah, I don't even remember right what the here. fuck you said. Bro, yeah. it was amazing. It amazing, bro. That shit was fucking hysterical. Wait, you so did award him a solid 7.7 7 or something. 7.7. 7, out of 10. So, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. If I'm gonna rate people who are in Jamaican doing Jamaican accents, the worst one at the top three. So, the worst one is DJ Khaled. Second, oh, God, yeah. Second is Drake. And then this motherfucker is like number one, bro. Like he, <laughs> like out of people who are not from the islands, this motherfucker has the best one by far. Yeah. So yeah, if you haven't seen it, go check out Tom Hanks' son just acting a fool, but being, yo. But it's funny because like people were actually like losing their minds over this shit. Like, how dare They're you? They're like getting angry and shit. It's yeah, not like he said bro. nigga, even though he did say that in the past. Yeah, but he didn't do it now. And like. Yeah. The cool thing is that he followed it up with like another video. He's like, man, everyone going crazy. Like, yo, he just like <laughs> <laughs> just taking it. I mean, it's working. Like just troll, but I was like, bro, fucking literally, like, we're about to go to World War Three, and y'all mad that this fucking rich right? boy is doing a Jamaican <laughs> exit? Like, out of all the shit to be mad about right now, like I this know. is fake. Yeah. Meanwhile, um, fucking Iran is deep in our fucking government trying to fuck shit up. Fuck shit up, bro. I was like, bro, someone, yo, just get Trump away from the fucking nuclear codes. Like, bro, like, this is what be on fucking Twitter. Like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> like, just, like, <laughs> everybody dies, bro. I'll go. I was like, yo, chill, chill, chill. Fucking 30. Dog. Like, I'm just praying that we're good in, in Cali because we're the furthest away. 
I think geographically, hopefully, fuck. From Iran? Oh yeah, because Iran is more towards like Africa, like the Middle East. Yeah, Africa. yeah you're right, you're right. right. Uh, I mean, we're all fucked, bro. But yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we never have to deal with that shit. Uh, shout out to salute to the troops out there because that's fucking wild. Um, yeah. All right, man. So our first episode of 2020 in the books. We got to end it correctly. What has been your heat of the week and something you're bumping constantly? Um, you know, going into the year right now. Yeah. So speaking of, uh, I guess Travis or his camp. Um, I heard this new song right before New Year's uh, by what's the dude's name? Don Tolliver. Yep, Don Oliver. Oh, Don, no. I see a T in it, but that just seems weird to me. Yeah, yeah. I think you're. Anyway. I think you're right the first time. I think it's Don Tolliver. Unless the C, the T is silent, you never know with rappers these days. But whatever the dude's the name song, is, Don uh, Tolliver. What to do? No, um, it was actually his his own single. It was called "Can't Feel My Legs." Okay. Um, so I heard first heard about him from the Astro World album on Can't Say. Oh my Travis. god, this bias song. And this dude has a song called Can't Feel My Legs. Clearly this nigga can't do anything, but the, the song is super fire. The the music video is typical rapper shit. He's in a strip club fucking throwing money for like five minutes. But the beat is super hard, his vocals it as you know, are like similar to like Travis's style, but like yeah. more like Caribbean or Canadianish style, I don't know, but it's fucking fire, and I've been yeah, playing that like, nonstop. Rapping, but really singing the whole time. Yeah. yeah, whatever you want to call that flow is super catchy. So I like that song. Uh, Can't feel my legs by Don Tolliver. Part of Jack, uh, the Jack, what, Boys? The Jack Boys. Yeah. So Jack talking Boys. about Jack Boys. Yeah. Uh, it's crazy. We're both gonna have like a Jack Boy related song, but not being Travis. So that's crazy how like Travis like putting on all these fucking people. Um, but my fucking heat of the week, cause this dude, like, I guess like in right now, the big movement in New York, like New York, um, city, as far as hip hop culture is really like the drill music, like the chief key kind of shit. But, like they have like their own, like Brooklyn drill music coming through. And like the leader of that movement is pop smoke and, uh, pop smoke is on the song with Travis called Gotti on the Jack boys album, bro fire bro like i heard it the first time when it dropped and i was like all right it's cool and bro i heard that shit at that club i was terrified for my life and like that so i was like yo everyone is losing their minds to this shit and that's when i went home and like heard it again i'm like ah, I, it makes sense uh-huh. to me. it's fire it, bro it sounds like club fighting music which i don't mind i mean i i don't fight in the club but when you hear it in those environments, it, it gets you super amped. Super amped. It's like, yo, it's yeah. time to go. It's time to go. <laughs> but yo, yeah, Gotti, Pop Smoke. I went and did like research. Like Pop Smoke has um, another album, a song called uh, Welcome to the Party, which is fire. Bro, like the way he, yo, he sounds like, an, like a New York version of Giggs. Uh, he Giggs does. Has, right? Like the British That's rapper Giggs. Christ. I thought it was him when I first heard it. Yo, same. No, no, like, no, that no. raspy, I, like, whisper really, Dude, I think I've read somewhere like, yo, it sounds like Pop Smoke came out the womb smoking Newports, but like in a good way. <laughs> but yeah, dude, I no bullshit. I went for my first fucking run yesterday of the year, uh, four mile run, bro. I'm telling you, I listened to that song on repeat for like eight fucking songs, like eight in a row. I was like, yo, this, sh-. and I, I even like. I didn't even get to Travis's part. I just fucking hit repeat. I'm like, yo, no, no, no. go back to go back to Pop Smoke's part. <laughs> Did but you yo, shake he, anyone on the way? Nah, 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 I just, I was like, yo, but like, anyone get in my way, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fucking knock your ass out. But, yo, have you seen the video? 
Uh, no, I haven't. I didn't even know there was one. Bro, so he, they did a whole like movie for the entire album. But so you can yeah. check it out on like YouTube or like Apple Music. But yo, the video for Gotti, like it's just them and Bugatti cruising through Brooklyn. Like yo, like the visuals are crazy. Like the camera angles are crazy. And then like they're all doing like the Bobby Shmurda dances, like him and Travis Scott. Like bro, like the shit is fucking flawless. So for sure, heat of the week, probably heat of the month. Pop Smoke, Travis Scott, Gotti. Definitely go check that out. Nice. All right, bro. So we want to tell the people before we get out of here, man. What should they expect going into 2020? Um, I don't know. I mean, I think since it's a brand new year, we'll probably have some new and exciting stuff for you guys to, to share along the way. Obviously, if you have recommendations, um, feel free to, to let us know in the comments or message us or whatever the case may be. Facts. Um, but I think... We've built some pretty positive momentum. Um, so we'll just keep trying to give you guys good content uh, that you can't find elsewhere. 100%, like man. Audio share. We're taking over in 2020, man. That's the fucking bold prediction. Number exactly. three, the fucking night. Uh, I'll give you more content. We'll get some guests here at some point as well if that's needed. Uh, but just right now, me and my boy Kemic taking over, bro. Yes, sir. Let's All right, man. So every Wednesday, check us out. Podcasts, YouTube. Do you think, bro? Word. We're out. All right, man. Peace.